Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is usually not longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So we are kind of in like the, the, the coming down period now from the very, very busy last week of the iPhone event, the launch of iOS 16 and watchOS 9, and the launches of you know our app updates that use those features. Man, I'm tired. How about you? <laughs> Oh yes, it is. It has been a high density week. Is, is I think the the best phrase for for this last week. It, there's a lot that's been going on, and it's like mostly almost all good things, and it's fun and it's exciting. And I was talking to my my daughter about this. It's sort of like, you know, like there's two big days in in our in in, in my work life. It's like there's the W the Monday of WDC. And there's whatever day the, 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 you know, the first fall event. So, you know, typically it's the iPhone and Apple Watch event. It's like those two days are just full on and uh, a bit intense. And it's like I'm still sort of recovering from that and in the midst of work when, on those things. But it is exciting. It is fun. I, you know, I really enjoy those two days, but they are uh, they, they're not for the faint of heart for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, like, you know, we right now we're in this this small gap where the iOS update is out, but the pro phones haven't come out yet to the, to the public. Like they, most most people are going to get them starting t- starting from tomorrow. And then, you know, we'll see from there. And and we don't even have me like, I, you know, mine comes tomorrow as well. <laughs> so so, you know, we might have to do stuff with the um, dynamic island on the 14 pros. Um, which I think is going to is going to be a fairly big deal. Um, I think it's gonna, it's going to be one of those things that if it makes sense for your app to support that in some way, and if you're able to support that in some way, your customers will expect that to happen like yesterday. Like the, as soon as they get their new phone, if your app is not there in the island, which and the funny thing is you you can't be really um, until the 16.1 update is out <laughs> sometime later this fall. But like I feel like we're we're right between these two rushes where you know we had the big rush last week there was going to be kind of like a like a, a second you know wave coming in a few weeks when you know the 14 pro is going to be super popular over the ne- next few weeks and then as soon as apps are able to use the dynamic island when 16.1 comes out whenever that is i mean and i don't think we have a date but i assume it's probably going to be you know maybe a maybe a month at most um whenever that happens that I think is going to be another big rush of like you better have your apps ready to use the island on that day because everyone will expect it to be to be there, and and I'm actually I'm on on some level I feel very um, stressed about that um, in part because I don't really know yet whether audio apps will even be allowed to necessarily make like a secondary player and it looks like we we can't replace the now playing um, I guess activity that's on the lock screen um but maybe we can add to it and should we have like our own secondary activity that floats as a little blob above the now playing one and then what how does that work with the dynamic island like do do we start another one does it replace that one so there's a bunch of questions that that i think you know i'll have to answer over the over the coming weeks but uh but that is that's all going to be, you know, the stress of the next few weeks. And <laughs> not to mention the fact that, you know, it's fall and so lots of things happen in the fall. Like, you know, we have we have a couple of weddings that we're going to over the next few weeks and different family events and different, you know, school needs and stuff. So, it's just a very very busy time, but I think it's mostly busy in good ways. Um I'm curious like how how did everything go for you uh last week cuz obviously 
you know, in addition to just being an app developer who has a bunch of you know stuff to update every time iOS updates, um, you also are, in particular, a widget app developer. And this this year, we've we added to iOS new places to put widgets and a, a pretty prominent place to put them on the lock screen. Yeah. Yeah, so last week was a uh, a wild ride for me, uh, and and I use the word ride very specifically. So last week, um, I had a previ- previously planned family trip to Disney World, which um, was lovely, and we're celebrating my dad's seventy fifth birthday. He's almost certainly going to listen to this, so happy birthday, dad! Um, and it is it that was just something we'd booked, you know, m- months before, hoping you know, my hope was that the iOS uh, iPhone launch event would have been um, like a week later, you know, in terms of rather than being the earliest it could be, it would have been sort of the typical window. It was not. It was in the earliest window. And so, like that made last week very interesting. You know, I think I uh, and probably just as a meta point, it was one of those things where I had to decide that it's like, while it's important to do and be engaged in my work and, you know, it's a very important day for developers, I tried very hard to make sure that it didn't over, overwhelm or overcome the time, you know, special time with my family and the things that I could do there. And so other than directly after the Apple event on Wednesday, um, I didn't really do much work in a way that would have impacted um, other events. And I think that was just one of those things that it's just, it's the benefit and the curse of being an independent is if I had worked for a bigger company, there would have just been like a team and I would have just been on holiday and it would have been fine. Um, you know, but I was, you know, like on my, on the Monday that iOS 16 came out, I was launching the, the apps in the connect app on my phone while in line to go and ride a ride, um, <laughs> because it was the appropriate time to do it. And it's like, that was just, that was the way it, t- it lined up. And, you know, it's like, I tried not to get too, too engaged in that, but, um, yes, yeah, so that was definitely a bit unusual and a bit of no, not, not something I would recommend, but the reality is you don't always often get, you always get to choose the timings of things and you just kind of have to to roll with it and, you know, focus on the things that are important to you and understand too. It's like, you know, it's like, I, it's like, well, there's, I work to be able to go on trips and, you know, it's like there, there's, there's a, a nice synergy there, but, uh, that made last week, um, in particular, a bit complicated, but it worked. And it's like, I even I had one of these, probably just, I think our audience may appreciate this. Like I was very nervous about the hotel Wi-Fi, um, cause I needed to <laughs> like, no matter what I needed to download the the GM SDK of Xcode, which is about seven or eight gigs, um, rebuild all my apps and submit them. And that it, it turned out this year there weren't any new features in the GM that I needed to like adapt for or do anything with. It was really just install, do a quick smoke check, like make sure nothing, all my, you know, everything worked like it did in the, the previous beta and do that. And it's like, I was so nervous that my goal, that, that like the hotel Wi-Fi wouldn't be up to it, that I actually set up a, like a virtual Mac in Mac Stadium that I had set it up with all of my development environments, all the things there, so that if I needed to, at the very least, I could VNC into that machine and remotely do my builds and submissions and do all that. Thankfully, I didn't that's need to. Amazing. That's, like, but this is the level of preparation that I was going to because I really didn't want to be stuck there, like trying to download Xcode, and it's you know, it's like Xcode will download in twenty six hours and. you're just stuck and you feel like it's happened a couple of times at WBDC and that's why they had like the download area where you'd have to go and download because if you tried to download Xcode, uh, you know, at the, you know, the Park 55 Wi-Fi, it would just never finish. And so anyway, thankfully I didn't need that. The Wi-Fi was actually really great. I downloaded Xcode in about 20 minutes and everything was, you know, I much prefer to do it locally than up in the cloud, but uh, that was the the level of preparation. And I just wanted to mention that as, you know, so often in our our circumstances, 
there are things that we are out of our control and there are things that we can make in our control. And I feel like that was one of those, like, this was not a great time for me, but there were things that I could do to make it easier on myself that I could eliminate the potential stress of not being able to resubmit my uh, app updates by doing, you know, spending half a day uh, the week before setting up a VM, making sure that it works, making sure all my, you know, like I, I submitted some test flight builds from there to make sure that all the signing was in place. Like, there's a lot of things you can do to be prepared and be thoughtful about what you're doing. And it's like, as a result, you know, it's like everything went smoothly. I was able to submit my app updates. Um, and I'd say since then, it's like, it's just been great. And actually the timing worked out well, like I'm, I'm back home now and it seems like we're a few days into the iOS 16 launch. And now is the time that the, the wave is arriving at the beach. Yeah. Um, um, and it is cause now is the, the time when people are actually getting iOS 16 that Monday it was released, but you know, obviously only the super keen and, uh, kind of like early adopter folks were going to have it then. And so I'm home in time to be able to kind of navigate that so far. It's like widget Smith seems pretty popular, um, as a result of this update, which is lovely. And I'm, I'm super enjoying and uh, actually so is uh, pedometer plus plus, which is, you know, it makes sense that it's like people like watching their steps on their lock screen. Um, and it was cool to see, I think both Overcast and Pedometer Plus Plus were featured by Apple, uh, this week as, uh, apps that are, you know, sort of, they, they, they like their implementation of, uh, lock screen widgets. Really? So that was super cool to see. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> I didn't even see that. Oh. Well, if you open the app store and go to, you know, apps, apps we love that use locks, use lock screen widgets, you will see Overcast there. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I had, I had a, um, a slightly bumpy launch because, I, I shipped a change that I thought was going to be very minor, um, and it turned out it, it was causing crashing on watchOS 8, and this was a few days before watchOS 9 was released, so almost everyone still was running watchOS 8. So Oops. I actually had to shove through two uh, builds during this time like between between the GM release and well, the RC release, excuse me, uh, and, uh, and, the, and the public release. But they did both fortunately go through. I, I, didn't, I didn't actually file a extradited review request for the second one because things were going through so quickly anyway i'm like you know what it's not even worth the time to file that so let me just i'll just fix it test it get it out there and uh and and sure enough it was fine but um but yeah overall the only the only little snag that i think i've hit is something that that we're all hitting it seems like there might be a bug in ios where it's not showing all the all the apps that offer lock screen widgets um sometimes like there's some kind of like cache it needs to rebuild or a list it needs to rebuild that it's not it isn't doing that reliably and sometimes people report that they have to like um, change the language their phone is in and then change it back or do certain reboot or reinstall incantations to to make the list update and so i assume that's just a minor os update bug and like you know whenever 16.0.1 comes in i'm sure i'm sure they'll fix that yeah, well, and I, I can, as someone who has uh, a lot of people who try to install lock screen widgets, I can absolutely confirm that that is definitely a, an issue that uh, many people have have, have reported to me. And <laughs> yes, yes, it's like the, the best workarounds I've found thus far are to reboot the phone, uh, changing the calendar um, in the language and region ses- section seems to very often force it to rebuild, which I think is easier than changing the language, just in terms of. It means that the phone is still in a language that you can understand. Um, so I've been having customers change the, you know, you can change the calendar to like from the Gregorian calendar to the Buddhist calendar, and then back to Gregorian, um, or if you were in the Buddhist, back to, you know, change it from whatever your normal one is to another one and then back. Um, and that seems to, yeah, it's like prompts, you know, prompts iOS to go and rebuild a bunch of caches or things. Um, and then the other thing that I did is I installed, I did a very minor bug fix update 
to widget smith that didn't actually do anything really or and same thing with pedometer um but what it, it seems like if after you have ios 16 installed if you then get an app update it will see the widgets more reliably mm, um, i think sense. the issue there's like the scenario that's happening is if people got your ios 16 update and they installed it when they were running ios 15 then they installed ios 16 sometimes it wasn't correctly cash uh, caching them but after it does a new install um, and so it's like i'm kind of just i'll probably do a series of kind of like you know like point oh you know i did it released version 4.01 i'll probably do 4.02 today um, and just kind of have a a, a a series of minor updates just to kind of avoid that issue thankfully it doesn't seem to be it's like it's widespread enough to be annoying but it isn't one of those they're just you know disappearing for everyone and it's a big disaster it's annoying and frustrating but um you know manageable and for the majority of people those you know, if you try those workarounds reboot change your calendar um, or install an app update it does seem to, to work eventually so it's, it's not the kind of bug that's going to be with us forever and you know is you know t- terrible in that way but you know day one bugs are never fun but yeah otherwise you know other than that little snag it seems to have been going pretty well um the, i'm curious how have you found the customer experience of configuring widgets like because it seems to me there are a lot of steps (laughs) involved in adding a widget to your lock screen um, especially if you do the the customization uh, intent part of it where you can like in edit mode tap the widget to set the options for the widget (laughs) like that to me that is the, the whole process seems pretty confusing are you finding um, are users figuring this out without much support or, or need or need for help? So I think it is definitely confusing, and I'm definitely working through some customer support around that. Um, and I think the one thing that's going in its favor is it is similar to how you do it for home screen widgets, which there is a much wider uh, sort of sort of user expectation there that. You know, more people have done that that way. And I think the other thing that's hap- is beneficial is many people, in order to know that it exists, have to have seen some description of it somewhere else. So like, you know, in, in my case, it's very commonly on TikTok or YouTube shorts or things like that. People are seeing people configure and set up um, lock screen widgets and then are, you know, sort of imitating that or seeing someone else who, oh, how did you do that? And they can ask that person. But Um, And like, I definitely took the approach this year of I've made a bunch of tutorial videos and put them in the app and actually have built a mechanism where I can add more tutorial videos into the app if things become like remotely, um, if things become confusing or problematic for um, for people, if there's a particular issue or hiccup, um, because I think it's very easy to explain it in a video, like in in a 30 to 40 second video, I can show you how to configure and install a lock screen widget but trying to describe it in words is almost impossible but it's like <laughs> okay so you you swipe down to bring up your lock screen and then you long press on some empty space and then you hit customize <laughs> and then you at the top there's a there's a space that says add widgets and you're going to tap there and then you're going at the bottom you're going to scroll up to find the app that you want and then you're going to tap on it and then you're going to go up to the top again and tap on the thing that you just like it it gets gets very cumbersome very quickly um but it's just that's the reality and i think video and visual and overall like that seems to be the way to do it and it seems generally as far as i can tell people are kind of get, getting the hang of it um and yeah i think it benefits a lot from the kind of 
the word of mouth effect where I, you know, I'm getting the impression that a lot of folks are seeing someone else with a lock screen widget and asking them how they did it. And you end up, you know, so there's a little bit of community education, I guess you could say happening uh, there, but I, I do wish it was much easier. I do wish it was more um, straightforward or if there was just, yeah, there, there, there are some, some steps there that could, especially for the text one. Um, the text one is completely opaque that you can like tap on it to, uh, to change it and, and, and like it doesn't there's there's nothing in there that even visually looks like it's an interactive piece of ui um, so that's the one i think that's causing the most confusion um, in, in my experience yeah i would love it if apple would and, and, and maybe there's some kind of you know security reasons why they don't want to do this but i would love it if they would offer apps the ability to like prompt the user to install the lock screen from a button in the app like, you know, yeah. and for any kind of widget, you know, but especially, you know, lock screens, it's so tricky. Like, you know, allow us to offer a button that says, all right, create a widget with this configuration and, you know, prompt the user to put it on this screen and then have a, you know, just have an API call for that. And the user can tap that and it would show, you know, system UI saying, do you want to add this to your lock screen from the Overcast app? Like, that would be so much easier because, you know, people, so many people won't even know this is a thing they can do. And in in the same way that they gave us um, UI and APIs for adding Siri shortcuts to things, and I think that probably helped people discover those more than they naturally would have. I would love a similar kind of API for Ad Widget, you know, or or whatever you know, whatever new kind of stuff that comes along like this that just makes it uh, that is otherwise somewhat difficult for people, for people to like find on their own. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I think the the, the pattern that they've done with, with this previously, and even with his app intents this year, I feel mm-hmm. like that was the whole thing. Is you have a button that you can hit that is a, a standard system thing that just adds you know adds it and configures it in the shortcuts app is a way to kind of would be a wonderful approach to this. And you just like you said, you just say you know add widget, and you provide the configuration intent that you would like it to start with, like rather than just the default. Yeah. Uh, intent and just say like add to add to home screen add to lock screen that would be amazing and then you know it's because then the i think very people very much understand like jiggle mode on the home screen or that kind of a concept in terms of they still have to place it somewhere or like it places in the default location and then they have to you know move it like long press and slide it around to move it where they want it but um, like that is a much easier thing for people to understand and be comfortable with than the, you know, how to, con- configuring something in this hidden sort of modal menu that you have to know is there in the first place. And you, you have to know to tap the widget while it's in edit mode. So the one that you just added, tap it after you have it, but don't tap the one in, in the little gallery. You got to tap the one that you just placed on the locks in the lock area. Like it's, whew. Anyway, yeah. we are brought to you this episode by Indeed. What's better than finding quality job candidates? Finding them right now. For a powerful hiring partner, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. And if you hate waiting, Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. There is so much to love about Indeed. So one really great thing is that Indeed does the hard work for you. Sponsor a job and boom, Instant Match shows you candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately after you post. With Instant Match, you can really start hiring quickly. 
So join more than 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash under the radar. The offer is good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash under the radar. I-N-D-E-E-D dot com slash under the radar. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our thanks to Indeed for the support of this show and all of Relay FM. So one thing else that I thought was just be interesting to touch on that um, I think is worth talking about with launch dates is understanding that I'm something that I'm trying to do this year that is different than the last couple of years is I'm trying to my best to it's like be where my customers are, even if that is not a place that I am naturally or uh, feel comfortable being. <laughs> Um, and so like I've created, like I created a TikTok account for Widget Smith and I am posting videos to it and trying my best to be there in a way that doesn't necessarily feel comfortable, isn't something that I'm used to or have a lot of experience with, but it is, a, it's, it is clearly a tool that, um, would benefit my app. And so it's something that I'm trying my best to engage in and, like so far it's been kind of promising and interesting and kind of fascinating like i posted you know like i said i just made some tutorial videos for inside the app about um how to you know how to how to how to configure a home screen widget how to configure a lock screen widget um and like there's the one in the app which is actually hosted on youtube it's just like a youtube short that i put there and then i embedded inside of the app um, and the version of that that I posted to TikTok has like 10 times the views of the one that is inside of the app that if you are curious <laughs> and you go to the help tab and tap on it, uh, pe- you know, people will see and view. Um, and so clearly there is a market for that. There's a, a lot of people who are interested or engaged or, you know, in- encouraged by that. And it's been a really interesting tension for me as a developer, like, I'm back home. I'm doing work. I've, you know, made, got sort of put out the few little minor bugs and things that I needed to, uh, initially. And my usual instinct at this point would be to dive back into Xcode, build some more features, round out things like get back in there. See, you know, like it's, we're at the point now where it's like, now that things are out, I'm starting to see where the holes are, where people are confused, like those kind of issues. But it's like, nope. This morning, I made another TikTok and posted it, and we'll see what happens. And I'll probably just spend the rest of the day coming up with ideas and posting them because I think the reality is after the initial work is done, after your app is in a place where it is stable and good, it is probably more important to have a period focusing on marketing than on adding a feature. It is unlikely that adding one more feature to the thing that you spent all summer working on um, is going to really like ch- you know t- change things dramatically. But spending some time trying to do some marketing, trying to think of interesting and creative ways to get your app in front of people and to showcase the work that you've been doing since June, like I think is actually probably a valuable thing. And it's it's early days. Like it's I'm only just starting this myself, so I can't say for sure that yeah, absolutely this was the right thing to do. But it is something that I'm trying this year that I think. I haven't done as much in the past and I've just like relied on it's like oh isn't that fun it was you know it's like it's like some you know so someone wrote about it or it's like something happened and it's almost like there's just like these things are happening to me rather than putting in the work and the effort to even if I feel like I'm fumbling around and I don't know what I'm doing and I'm not an expert it's like put me in xcode and I'm a happy bear like I I love that <laughs> I've been I'm an expert in xcode I've been 
you know, professionally doing this for whatever, 14 years, like I know what I'm doing there. I know nothing about TikTok. I am completely a, a novice who is starting from scratch, but I'm not letting that sense of uh, novelty get in the way of, um, you know, me trying to do it because I think it could make a difference. And if it doesn't, that's fine. I've learned a new skill and I can move on. And if it does, well, isn't that great? Yeah, I actually, I, I've been meaning to do more things and, and I've, you know, one of the one of the things I want to do this this year in the sense this is probably a separate episode, but in the sense of like, you know, the like the the iOS app year kind of being like a school year where like the year just kind of, you know, started slash ended. And now we have to like look forward to okay, what's the rest of the developer year look like? Um, and I think one thing I really want to focus on this year is finding, um, the, you know, more ways for the app to market itself through things sure, like yeah. you know i want to make an app clip for a player interface for shared links um i want to you know be have that kind of you know sharing promotion be be more improved um and and doing more you know more things like what you're saying you know engaging more with you know trying to get engaged more with other communities and finding my customers where they are uh, because I've I keep trying various forms of of paid marketing, you know, whether it's search ads in the app store or like I've bought a couple of podcast sponsorships from various shows and and they they, it's just it's a very, very expensive way to acquire customers. And that's going to always be very limited um, unless you're going to unless you're able and willing to spend like millions of dollars acquiring customers, which I am not. (laughs) And so, um, so, you know, I want to beef that up. and, And I think. I think if you can find ways to organically market, it's it's both, you know, not only is it cheaper, but it's also usually more effective in both absolute terms of how many people you get and in terms of the quality of the people that you get um, and, you know, how interested or how engaged they are, how, how likely they are to stick around. That tends to be better with organic marketing. And so that's an area that, you know, even though a lot of that is way outside my comfort zone, um, I, I do think I want to I want to join you in that because as usual you are the voice of reason and pragmatism in the in the developer community and I have to you usually you're like yeah this thing I just decided to do and I'm like oh man that's a really good idea <laughs> what I'm looking forward to most is I, I want to see I want to see how you become a TikTok pro and like we're gonna start we're gonna have like you know you're gonna start the series of videos where it has like you on the left reacting to someone else's widget setup on the right you know there you go. <laughs> And you, you're like, oh, I wouldn't do that. Oh, oh no, what are you doing? Don't put that widget there. That that's not going to work. That's going to be ugly. Yeah. What are you doing? You're missing the point. Like, I, I would love, I would love to see like you know an unhinged Dave reacting to other people's widgets on TikTok. Sure. Though I will say, actually, along those lines, uh, like in all seriousness, something that I did find was absolutely fascinating is I went into TikTok and I searched for the you know search for Widget Smith, and there were several videos of people using the app in in the wild, like in practice. And it was the most helpful, like user testing feedback stuff that I've ever done because it was really interesting to see the, the how people actually use it in practice compared to my kind of mental model for how they do it. And it's like, it was just really cool. To, like, there were a couple of like hiccups or confusions or things that don't work well that I was like, oh, yeah, I can fix that. You know, that that's something that I can do and make the app better. Um, but it's really hard to get like that completely unvarnished feedback because, you know, if I'm showing some, if I show my app to someone and I'm in the room with them, it is, there's an, there, there's a, you know, and an, it's an easy, it's easy for me to be like, oh, just do this or to tell them how to do it or to engage in that a bit more specifically. Um, and so it was definitely something that I'd encourage everyone to just take a look, like go to YouTube, go to TikTok, search for your app name, um, 
and see if there's anybody out there who's using it in practice and just see how they're using it. See if that's different. See if there are bugs or confusions or hiccups that um, you, you, know, you wouldn't notice otherwise. And just like that was really, really valuable beyond even just the marketing side um, to, to just to see um, how people use it. Or I guess you could in some ways you could create this by instead, it's like, you know, start a screen recording session, hand your app to, your, your app to someone who hasn't seen it before and then like walk away and just ask them to like use it and play with it and see what happens. But it's definitely was illuminating just to say the least and i was encouraged that there are a few fixes i did in this latest version four where i re- re- rebuilt my editor in widget smith that you know fixed some of the issues that i thought people might be happening and i like found people using you know the version th- version three of the app and encountering the bug or the confusion or the you know the ux user experience uh issue that i thought they might be and i was like i have fixed that and that felt really good so you know, that, that side could, could also exist as well yeah, I I always appreciate like whenever whenever I hear other people talking about Overcast on a podcast uh, or I see people mentioning it on Twitter, like the people assume that you as a developer will never see this or never hear it. Like I just episode I, just yesterday I listened to an episode of, this, of a podcast called Mosin at Large uh, where a blind user was rating different podcast apps um, usability and features from a voiceover perspective, and he pointed out tons of problems in overcast and i'm like man I'm, I'm like walking my dog listening to this I'm like oh my god he's right oh my god oh i gotta do that i gotta do that. like huge list yeah. of features and changes i'm like oh and he found an unlabeled button i'm so embarrassed like, <laughs> like so I'm like oh man like all these features and like it's it's very good feedback when you when you when you hear other people in the wild talking about or using your app assuming you'll never see it and then you see it <laughs> yeah so yeah that was pretty great anyway exactly Whew, that was a busy, busy couple of weeks behind us and probably a busy month ahead of us, but we're here for it. And uh, good luck, everybody. Thank you for listening. I mean, we'll talk to you in two weeks. Thanks. Bye.